There's a group called from South Africa. They're, they're singers, and they're called um, Lady Smith Black Mamba. Black Mamba is a snake, so they call themselves Lady Smith. And they had a fantastic album with Paul Simon many years ago. And one of the one of the good songs, the ones that I liked, was the one when they sing about being homeless. And um, it's a it's a it's a very beautiful piece, and it is it is saying that. Even though they were in their homeland, they still experienced themselves as being homeless. They were in their homeland, but they were not at home. And there's a difference. Today, we could say that a lot of people today um, are in their homeland uh, of the United States or other countries, but, but they don't feel that they are fully at home. For example, um, this, this very holiday, there are some people who are gathering and have lost somebody due to the, the pandemic, the coronavirus. There are some with loved ones who are elderly in nursing homes and they can't take them out and they're isolated from them. There's so much in our life that can, that can steal that sense of being fully home in a situation from our lives. And this was the experience of the, the people of Israel at the time when Christ lived among them. They were in their homeland, but they didn't feel fully at home. And the reason why they didn't feel fully at home was that they were suffering greatly under the Roman Empire, as they had done in many empires before them. And their life was very, very difficult, very traumatic, and it was very difficult even for the, for the poor, the, um, the, the, those who were wounded in any way, the blind, the, lep the lepers, the lame, those that spent his, his, Jesus spent his time with. They were in the homeland, but they weren't experiencing the fullness of what it meant to be at home. Two, two people at the time when Christ is beginning his ministry kind of um, saw him and something about Jesus attracted them. And they were disciples of John the Baptist, John and Andrew. And they would have seen Jesus and they, they said, there's something about him that he might have the answer to move us from being homeless to being fully at home. I find it fascinating, that beginning of John's gospel, because they begin to walk after Jesus. Then he turns around and he asks them a very incisive question. What are you looking for? That's a very profound, and it's the first time Jesus speaks in John's Gospel. And he says, what are you looking for? And it's obviously a question we can constantly ask ourselves. And their response to Jesus is even more fascinating. And they said, Rabbi, where do you dwell? I love that one. Where do you dwell? Because there was something about where Jesus is dwelling that attracted them, that they saw was the answer. But it also is a question to us, where do we dwell? Where do you dwell right now at this moment? Where are you dwelling, those who are looking at me on camera? Do you dwell in resentment? Do you dwell in unforgiveness? Do you dwell in fear? Do you dwell in worry? Do you dwell in grief? 
Do you dwell in isolation? Do you dwell in negativity? In, in all of those bad things? And it, was, it is a fascinating word because it is used 63 times in John's Gospel, the word dwell. Now, in some cases, it is used to describe where somebody physically is. But in John's Gospel, it is more about dwelling. Dwelling is an invitation into relationship. So they were fascinated by how Jesus was in relationship, obviously with God and with himself. And they would have seen his interactions with other people. And that is what was attracting them, where he dwelt with himself, with God, and with other people. And this is what Jesus answered them, come and see where I dwell. Come and see where I stay. And by that invitation, come, Jesus is inviting them into a relationship with him. And this is something that, that was a relationship that Jesus wanted to begin. <clears throat> it is a relationship that would be, Christ would be committing himself. It was a mutual indwelling with the disciples, with him, and with him, with the disciples. It was mutual. It was one in which Jesus was committing himself to and would hope that they would commit themselves to as well. What Jesus was saying to them um, in another part line from John's Gospel, um, make your home in me as I make mine in you. And this is what Jesus wanted them to do, to make our home in Christ. And ultimately then that would mean making our home with God. And, and God has made his home with us. And this is the essence of the incarnation that we celebrate at Christmas. It is not a one and done time at Christmas time. If you look at all the stores, I don't know, they're not open tomorrow, most of them, but you know, if you go to Costco on what day is today? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <clears throat> if you go to Costco on Saturday, you'll probably see nothing of Christmas there. And it'll probably be full of Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day eventually. <clears throat> but what Jesus is, is saying that this feast is something that should determine a whole way of life that we have. Making your home in me as I make mine in you. Because what we celebrate is that Christ is not only among us, but he is also within us. And it is he who has made that call the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and not us. He has, by the very fact that we exist, he dwells within us. St. John of the Cross puts it beautifully. You who are looking for God, you are yourself the very place where God dwells. So the next time, maybe this evening before you go to bed and you see yourself in the mirror, and you see your face, and you see your hands, and you see your eyes, and you see everything about yourself. You just have to say one thing, that God has chosen to dwell within me. 
God has chosen to dwell within me. I said at my sermon last year, uh, I quoted a, a 16th century mystic. There's nothing and no one more beautiful than I, because God, beauty itself, has fallen in love with me. Isn't that a beautiful saying? There is nothing, and to say it and mean it, not because other people think it, not because you even think it yourself, but because it is what God wants, and what God has seen is the truth. There is nothing and no one more beautiful than I, because God, beauty itself, has fallen in love with me. So what I'm saying to you today in our sermon is to quote that song, I'll be home for Christmas. Let us come home to the truth of who we are, the truth and the beauty of what we celebrate at Christmas, that not only is God among us, but God is within each one of us, and God is within every person that we encounter in our lives as well.